If I can ask Brenda just to come and read. Um, everybody's been reading uh, John chapter 14 in this week. But uh, Brenda's going to come and just read the second portion from uh, verse 16. I've just pounced on her now. We were in chapter 17. <laughs> if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you yet a little while and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You also will live in that day. You will Know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I will come to you. If you loved me, you, will, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. So last week, I started off in, in John chapter 14. This wonderful time where Jesus is preparing his disciples that he's going to die. And so John chapter 14 starts off, and I'm just going to do a quick summary of last week. Let not your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be agitated. Alois came up at the end of the service and he challenged us. He said, we have a choice. We have a choice. Either we can let our hearts be agitated or we can choose to believe in God and to believe also in Jesus. That's the choice you and I face every day as we wake up in the morning. Am I going to believe what the scripture says about me is true? Am I going to let the, 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 the scriptures and the promises of God work out in my life? And am, am I going to partner with God's grace to work out my salvation with fear and trembling? 
Because it's God who is at work in me. That's, that's the good news today. God is at work in you. I'd love you to just say that. God is at work in me. God is at work in me. And so he, in these in this verses, he's, he starts off and he, and he says, look, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go away and I'm going to prepare a room for you in my father's house. A room in my father's house. Not any old house, my father's house. The creator of the heavens and the universe. Just chatting with Jonathan and, and uh, Jane's diagnosis, she said, well, yes, it's a very serious diagnosis. She's going to die within the next 25 years, maybe. That's, uh, uh, yeah. It's, it's a <laughs> and so, God is going to prepare, a, 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 at least Jesus is going to prepare a room for us in, in, in our Father's house. What a, what, a, what a destiny. We have something to look forward to. And then we have this, uh, this little promise, and, and, and they, they, they don't know where he's going, and they're uncertain. And he says to Thomas, he says to Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so Jesus is the only way. We follow Jesus. Just pretend for a moment. I know you have to stretch your imaginations to a large degree. But pretend that I am Jesus. Zalani, what are you meant to do? following Jesus. You follow wherever Jesus goes. He goes and when Jesus stops and he prays for Mbali and he blesses Mbali, you are there too. Amen. Wherever Jesus goes. So he goes to the back of the room. Amen. He goes to the back of the room. Where are you? You are following Jesus. That's what we call to do. Sometimes Jesus might go a little bit faster and you've got to try and keep up with him. But often it's just at a slow pace. Jesus is walking and he's wanting us to walk with him and we are to follow him. That's what we call more, to, more than anything else. Okay, you can have a seat. We are called to follow him. One of my favorite things to do is we go to the Hillcrest Hospital uh, once a month on a, on, a, on a Tuesday morning and we, we preach and, and, and Zalani uh, often interprets for me. And we, and we like build each other on and we, and we like by the end of the day we are completely crazy and mad as we get excited by each other in, 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 preaching, the, in preaching the word. And so we are called to follow Jesus. Then the other thing that Jesus was re reassuring his, his, uh, his disciples with, he said, look, if I'm with my Father, then you can ask anything in my name, and I will do it. Isn't that a great thing? That we can ask in the, in the, in the name of the Father, and we've sung about uh, the great name of Jesus. We've sung about what a great God we, we serve and, and His name. And if we uh, walk in the name of Jesus and ask in the name of Jesus, then uh, what does He promise? He promises, I will hear your prayers. Then turning over and beginning to with a scripture that we read uh, today. Chapter 14, around about verse uh, 16. And this is the most amazing thing. What does he do? He says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, a defense attorney, a comforter, an encourager, a helper, a savior, 
the Spirit of Christ, a Redeemer, one who ends the curse. It's, 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 when you go into the Greek and you look at it, it's just such, so, more, such, so much bigger than just a helper, a comforter, a coach, someone who comes alongside. And not only just comes alongside, but He actually walks in us. And so, I think kind of that sums up last week. But the thing I want us to get to grips with, and I'm trying to get to grips with in my own heart, is this, this the wonder of this great news. That the Spirit of Christ comes and dwells in us. In John chapter 15, verse 26, he says, But when the Helper comes, whom I, I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. So the Spirit does a whole lot of things. He bears witness about Jesus. So if I'm full of the Spirit, what should my life look like? My life should look like Jesus. I should be bringing glory to His name. What should your life look like? It should look like Jesus. And the beauty of this thing is it's, it's Jesus in us. It's Jesus. John 16 verse 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go away, I'll send Him to you. It's to our advantage that Jesus left us. I mean, if you think about the devastating impact that it was having on the disciples as he was trying to explain them. They didn't get it. We, we with hindsight, as we read the Scriptures, we can see a little bit of the end game. We can see Holy Spirit coming into their lives in the upper room and the wind blowing and their lives being changed and they're becoming bold and courageous for Jesus. We can see that. So we know. They didn't know what it was going to be like. Just imagine... Today I could say to you, I have managed to work an amazing miracle. For the rest of today, you're going to have Jesus in the flesh, walking with you wherever you go. Doesn't that sound exciting? Isn't that like the, 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 the disciples in the early time? Don't you ever wonder and think, what would it be like to have Jesus walking with us? I mean, uh, I think the, the lotto was 43 million. I think somebody said in uh, with paper headlines, lotto 43 million. Don't you ever wonder, just a, just a little wonder, thing, well, what would I do with the 43 million if I, if I took a ticket and won it? What would I do? What would we do if we had Jesus walking with us? Well, there would be some wonderful things. Witnessing would be fairly easy. You say, this is, this is look, come look, see seen the nail prints in his hands. You, Jesus would do some miracles uh, with you. It would be easy. Testifying and witness, witnessing would be just, just so good. But there would also be some challenges. Because you would know every thought. And if we had any thought which was out of line with his, he would say, Hey, Alan, that's not, that's not a good thought you just had. So, just imagine having Jesus 24-7. But in actual fact, this scripture 
It's so amazing. Because we have Jesus. We have Holy Spirit in us 24-7. He's always with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Life cannot get better than this. Life can't get better. You and I have the Spirit of Christ living in us. If you go back to, I don't know whether, uh, John chapter 14. In that day you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. So it's beautiful. Uh, whoever has my, has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And he also says that somewhere along the line in those, in those verses, he says, I will, my, my, the Father will come and live inside of me. And, the, and, and Jesus will live inside of me. We have the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. We have God living in us. It's just so, it's just so exciting. It's so exciting. Because why? Because I can't do it myself. John chapter 14, John chapter 16, verse 14 says, He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. There's there's just scripture after scripture. John 16, verse 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but he will speak whatever... He hears, he will speak. He will declare to you the things that are yet to come. He will declare to you the things that are yet to come. He will guide you. He will lead us. We will bring glory to his name if we walk in him, if we are led by the Spirit. Sometimes as a pastor, I feel, in fact most times, just out of my depth. I go to some of the, uh, the, the, the fraternals and you have all these theologians and they're talking about uh, these big, long theological words, antimonian, I, I can't even say the words. And I just want to say, did you watch Roger Federer uh, win the tennis? Number one in the world at 36 and a half. That's good news for all us old people. We can do it. We can do it. Doesn't matter our age. But as I'm preaching to you today, Holy Spirit lives in me. Holy Spirit is the teacher. Holy Spirit does it. Holy Spirit comes and makes these words alive and and they bring life to your mortal body. And so it's just such a joy to be up here. Because we're conduits. We just here to bless God, to bless each other. We're here just to to let Him flow through us. And the more I do that, the greater it will be. I've lost the scripture, but I'm gonna go to Ah, here it is, here it is. Ezekiel. Somebody, I think Jonathan said, what did you say this morning? You said, has he not spoken? Shall he not do it? Will he not do it? Has he not spoken? Ezekiel 
chapter 37, uh, 36. Glad you know which it is. You don't have to go there still because I'm just going to pick out just a few things. It's just some, read Ezekiel 36 and 37. Just the most amazing scriptures from verse 22. And it's, I've, I've, I love my little pencil. And my pencil I scribble in my Bible. And I have circled the words, I will. This is what the Spirit is going to do in you. This is what God is going to do in you. Has He not spoken? Has He not spoken in the Word? I knew that this was the right scripture for today. Because has He not spoken? Will He not do it? And this is what the Lord says to the house of Israel. He says that He's about to act. Why is He about to act? He's about to act for His namesake. It's for His glory. Everything that God does is for His glory. And when He works in your heart and changes me, you and me, and we become more like Christ, and we're transformed into His image, what happens? People bring glory to God. They, say, they would say, oh, that Evan Blackman, he, he can't even throw three words together. But look at the power of the, of, 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 of the Word as He preaches. It's because the Holy Spirit is in me. And so what does He promise to do in, for His holy name, for His great name, for His namesake? I will vindicate my holy, the holiness of my great name. I will take you from the nations. I will sprinkle clean water from you. You shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your idols. I will give you, what? A new heart, a new spirit. I will put it within you. And I will remove your heart of stone from your flesh and I give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you. Verse 28, I will be your God. I will deliver you from all your uncleanness. I will summon the grain and make it abundant. We've had words about Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. The meaning of Sarepta, a place of God's provision in every aspect. A provision for our sins, provision for our lives. And it's all what God is going to do. Verse 32, I will act. I will cause the cities to be inhabited. Right down towards the end. I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it. I have spoken and I will do it. Then they will know that I am the Lord. When God does it, you will know that it is the Lord. Because it's not by our strength. I love Paul. He says, when I am weak, then I am strong. And so, verse, uh, chapter 37, it goes on and it carries on. And I will, I will bring you into the land of, 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 of Israel. I will put my spirit within you. I will do it. He's just declaring it. This is after the valley of dry bones. In, in chapter 37, verse, verse 1. Then the hand of the Lord was upon me, and He brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the, in the valley of dry bones, full of bones. And He led me around them, 
And behold, there were many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And he kicked for touch. Only, only you know. Only Lord God, you know. And then he said to uh, Ezekiel, he said, prophesy over them. Prophesy to the dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. I prophesy to each one, to myself today. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Because this is what the Lord is doing. I will cause my breath to, to enter you and you shall live. You want to live? The only way we're going to live is if the breath of God comes into us. So let's just, let's just lift our arms. Lift our arms now. And Lord Jesus, I just ask, even now, for the breath of God to come in and fill each of these lives with life. Where there's depression, I preach and declare life, life. I declare joy. Where there is sadness, I declare hope in Jesus. I have prophesied those children of ours which have run away. I declare today, as, as Ezekiel did, I prophesy life to their bones, life to their hearts, a new heart. We trust you, Lord. We have nowhere else to turn. And so I thank you, Lord. I thank you that you are doing it. I declare life, the breath of God, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Just be encouraged. Encouraged that today the Lord says, I will. I will. I will. I will. He doesn't say you will. He says, I will. The initiative is God. He comes and He does it. If you think back in your life, when you didn't know Jesus, and you were doing your own thing, you probably weren't seeking God. And somehow, somebody came across your path. And suddenly you were on this most amazing, exciting road. Because the Spirit of God apprehended you and chased you down. And you saw Jesus and you saw Him high and lifted on the cross. And you saw Him as, 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 as the Savior, as the Messiah. And your life was changed. The initiative is always God. And let me tell you, the good news, the great news, is He sustains you and me. Every day and every moment of each day. As we surrender to Holy Spirit, as we surrender to the person of the Holy Spirit, and we say, Holy Spirit, I submit to you today. I want to be led by your spirit. Whatever you come across, and, and you come across stuff which like try and, tries to derail your faith, and you get down, 
and you have a beautiful evening out. Somebody had a beautiful evening out and driving home just swerved a little bit. Took uh, two tires out. And you know, and then the rims were, were bent. And, and then you've got to go and you take time and you've got to go and, and get them fixed. And it's, it seems like we're in the battle all the time. But, but God is in there. God is in it all and He's with us. And He's going to sustain us. He's going to show us what to say when we don't know what to, what to say. Holy Spirit is just amazing. So let Him sustain you. Let Him sustain me. So Jesus says it's to my advantage that I go away. We have an advantage over the, over the disciples. You and I have an advantage over the disciples. We have Holy Spirit living in us. When Jesus was walking around, He was with them. He could only minister to 10 or 12 or sometimes 5,000 on the mountain. Or, but He couldn't be with them all the time. Holy Spirit is with us all the time. And that's why we can really get excited. Because when I see the Scriptures... I go back to John, and we need to be living and just dwelling in, this, in, in John, in John 16. Right at the end, I have said these things that it's so that in me, you may have peace. The bit that Brenda read was also about peace. I leave you with my peace. My peace I give you, not as the world gives you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. So all through this, the Scriptures, Jesus is trying to encourage His disciples, do not be troubled, do not be worried, do not be anxious. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. Where do you have peace? In Jesus. In Jesus you and I have peace. In Jesus you and I have joy. What are the fruit of the spirits? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. It's the person. That's the person of Jesus. We have Jesus living in us. We have a wonderful adventure. You have a wonderful adventure this week. It's going out in the power of the Spirit. And, and, and living with Jesus and, 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 and being lost in Him and just seeing fruit just being produced. And you look at yourself and say, how did I do that? I don't know whether I can pick on you, Bob, but... Uh, Bob was sharing, I don't know whether this is sacrosanct for just the, the, the men's pub group, but, but he, he was in a, in a, in a queue. Uh, and there was a bit of an altercation. There was a, uh, somebody who spoke to him and he, and he, got, a, he got a bit riled. And, the, and, he, and he said to us, if... Uh, if uh, if he had said one word, I would one one word more, I, I would have hit him. <laughs> and sometimes we look at ourselves, and, and that's that's <laughs> that's when we, we respond we respond like that. You don't want to be hit by Bob. Eh? He was a front row prop. And 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 and, and that's we we have that old that old nature which can quite quickly well up. 
And so we need to be feeding. What do we need to be feeding? We need to be feeding on the Spirit. We need to be feeding on the Word. And we need to be responding in the Spirit. And sometimes we get it wrong, and that's where we say, Holy Spirit, Father, forgive me. Father, forgive me. In fact, we have to sometimes say, I actually knew what I was doing. I, could, I got no excuse. I couldn't say that I did it unwittingly. I want to just close by just reading a little story about A.W. Tozer. It's a book uh, that I've been reading called Alive in the Spirit, Experiencing the Power and the Presence of God. Listen to what he says. When God can get an instrument willing to be used as dictated by the Holy Spirit, He will use that person for His glory, not theirs. I have seen God work in ways I could never have imagined. If I were planning my life, I would not be where I am today. My ministry has been a step-by-step walk with Holy Spirit. Many times He opened a door I did not know was there. Opportunities have come my way I could never have planned for myself. Then to be perfectly honest, He has shut a few doors. At the time, I did not understand why. Looking back, I can see why and thank God for it. And so I want to give credit to the Holy Spirit for how He has worked in my life and developed me and developed in me and through me a ministry that I hope has blessed people, but more than that has brought glory to God. As I look back on my life, I have to ask myself, how did God use someone as uneducated as me? I never finished the eighth grade. I never went to Bible college or seminary. I was the least educated person God could select to use to honor honor Him. This brings me to the point that God does not choose us for who we are. Or how qualified we are. But rather for who who He is. And what He is permitted to do through our lives. I cannot look back and say I accomplished a lot. Because of my education or my experience or anything else. I succeeded in nothing on my own. As I seek God every day. I believe He can do things through me. That will bring glory to His name. So let's stand. And ask maybe the worship team just to come and pray. We're going to just ask. We're going to pray again. And we're going to ask for an outpouring of God's Spirit. And we're going to, but first of all, I think I'm just going to lead us in a, in a confession of sin. Eileen, a few weeks ago, talked about secret things being revealed and I know it had connotations of the government and we just see what's happening and we see it happening but 
Judgment begins in the house of God. Before anything else, judgment begins in the house of God. And so we need to come with, with hearts and maybe you have not... You've lost your way a little bit. Maybe you've got tired. Because the road is long. And obedience in the same direction is... It's a long obedience in the same direction as Eugene Peterson says. And so I'm asking that today we, we... As you stand before Him... That... Lord Jesus, just pray and, and, and pray after me. Lord Jesus, I have lost my way. Come, Lord Jesus, fill me anew. Fill me afresh, Holy Spirit. May you be the center, the center of my life. Today I repent. Today I turn to you. Today I change my mind. Today I decide to follow. Thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness. While you're still standing, I just want you just to just to think. Ask Holy Spirit to reveal anything in your heart, anything in your life, anything specifically. It's quite often, sometimes we can pray a, a blanket repentance prayer. And that's always good. But let's just quietly, between you and God, confess something that you have done in the last day, in the last week, which has not brought glory to his name. So I'm just going to, we're going to be silent for a, for a couple of minutes. Just confess that sin. I think as we have done that, let's go away with the amazing news when the angel came to announce what was to happen with Mary, he says his name shall be Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus has come in us to work and to do of his good pleasure. We connect by faith in His grace. We believe Him. We don't despair of having done something wrong. We look to Him and say, thank you. That's wrong. But thank you, you are changing me. You are here to deliver me from our sin. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for repentance, Lord. We thank you for this amazing gift, the gift of repentance. And we thank you, Lord, that as we've confessed our sin,
as we've laid it down before you, as we've taken it to the cross. I pray, Lord, that everyone who has repented here this morning would hear these words, enter into the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. We thank you for the joy of knowing that our sins are forgiven. Our sins have been taken on the cross. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the the advantage that we have. That Holy Spirit walks in us. And I pray that we as a community would be full of the Spirit, would be led by the Spirit. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen.